We are going to get straight into the episode, but before we do, I want to shout out the listener, you. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, and leaving voicemails on the hotline. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be nothing. So I can't thank you enough because you guys are the one that always make me do these podcasts every single week or whenever the fuck I want to do a podcast episode. For that, thank you. And like I tell everybody almost every single episode, um, hit the hotline. Let me know your thoughts on whatever episode you like, love, or whatever. So hit the hotline and tell me what you think at 510-971-2821. And we have a voicemail. So we're going to get right into that. My technician is going to press play just in a minute. So we are going to do this. Hit play. Hi, my name is Brian. I also go by Lucky Dreamer, but my name is just Brian. And uh, I'm from Penn Valley, California, and uh, it's up north. And um, yeah, um, I... Uh, I came upon this podcast because I'm a big fan of Lee Syatt and I'm always following what he's doing especially with his weight loss and everything and and so especially with that weight loss episode episode 57 that was a really great one to listen to and it introduced me to your podcast and yeah it's just a really great one to hear and uh, yeah thank you and thank you, Brian, for leaving a voicemail. Thank you for being a, l- a listener. Uh, yeah, man, um, I'm glad you liked that episode. Uh, me and Lee, we just were talking about weight loss, his journey and his accomplishments or whatnot and my accomplishments and stuff. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, but yeah, uh, yes, I'm glad that was one of your favorites. And I'm just glad you're a listener. And yeah, so I don't know if you left this Instagram. You can guys I can go back and play it again to get his Instagram. But shout out you, Brian. All right. We are about to get into this episode. Episode number 60. Let's do this. <laughs> Welcome back. 
so a lot of people just want to wonder why do I, you know, just not do episodes for like a whole fucking month straight. And I'm going to tell you why. Because um, I have been doing stand-up comedy. Well, open mics all over here in my area where I live here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I decided what's more important, doing episodes, you know, for you guys. And I'm not saying you guys are not important. Please bear with me. Or go and start perfecting my stand-up, you know, performances. So that's what I chose. I chose to do the stand-up gigs. And, And as I was doing it, I was loving it. The first time I did it, I bombed. I'm not gonna lie. Where I perform, you're probably gonna ask, is at the Alameda Comedy Club here in Alameda, California, right next to Oakland, right next to San Francisco. So as I was performing, even way before they called up my name, I was nervous. I thought I was going to forget lines or whatever I wrote, my jokes. And I went up there for like four or five minutes and I bombed. I forgot some of the jokes that I was saying and... I thought, fuck, I'm not going to be good at this. And as my time was up and I'm walking down the stage and towards the bar is another local comedian. And he's a regular at that club. And he told me, congratulations. And I said, what do you mean, congratulations? You went up there. A lot of people... Don't even have the balls to go up there. Congratulations, man, for bombing. That's one more step closer on you perfecting your craft. One more step closer for you to perfect whatever you're chasing in this comedy business. And I said, thank you. And that kind of touched me because that he was right. You know, a lot of people... Want to say, oh, I can go up there and tell jokes or I want to become a comic or I want to become this, but don't ever do it because they're too scared or they have stage fright, whatever it is. You know, I just grabbed my balls with my two bare hands and I went up there, even if I killed it or not. I, I did it. So this was every Saturday. So I was going to the same comedy club every other Saturday. You know, I kept bombing and bombing. And I think the fourth time that I went up there, I had a decent laugh. I had a decent crowd of laughter. You know, you know, probably out of the seven or eight story jokes that I was saying, I probably got at least four laughs out of those stories. And 
I felt amazing. You know, when you have four or five people laughing at one of your jokes, it means something, you know. And I didn't bomb that night. So after I get down from stage and I'm going to go get a drink, you know, some old broad just said, here's the shot because you made me laugh. Old broad, you know, she had brown dead teeth and but I felt accomplished. I really, really did. And as I kept going to this club and they kept saying my name every time I kept going up on that stage, I had people applying, people saying, yeah, you know, all this stuff that made me more dedicated. So as I was going to other clubs in San Francisco, San Jose, you know, I I felt more like a drug that I wanted to get up on stage. And it's crazy. And I was in San Jose at the San Jose Improv for open micers. I think it was a Sunday night a couple weeks ago. Went up there and I started telling racial racial jokes. And, you know, it was by the state college. So, so it was a lot of young, conservative, earth-eating, you know, college people. So I was bombing so bad. They start throwing, like, beer cans at me. Um, One lady started yelling, You fucking racist. How dare you? My husband's a Muslim. And, you know, and as I'm getting food and beer cans thrown at me, I'm just staring into the abyss like, you know, I love this. I really, really love this until... The manager of the club came and said, come on, man, you got to go, man. You bummed really bad. You know, you'll come back next week and you can work on your material and we'll go from there. But that's not even like the pinnacle of what I'm even talking about. Because weeks later after that, I went to another club in San Francisco where I didn't bump. I mean... I felt like I was just gassing on all cylinders because I was telling joke after joke. They loved my uh, family when I'm over here telling jokes about how my family steals and lies from me and all this stuff. They love that. They were eating that shit up. You know, even got to the point when I even finished my set, um, a group of comics you know, invited me over to their house. They had like a little get together. I've never met these people a day in my life. These are all like regulars at that club. We start drinking. We start getting feedback from each other. They're telling me how long I have been doing it. I'm so good. And, you know, I, I, and I was just telling them like, I've just been doing, uh, you know, open mics or stand up comedy just a couple weeks. And, I felt good because I felt a part of something. I felt like 
I'm in that right path, regardless of people tell me I suck on stage or people love or hate the racial jokes or my family jokes and is it's just really appealing to me because you know I'm getting that feedback that I've always wanted from from people that are paying to sit down and listen to jokes and I gave that to somebody somebody paid got their drinks and their fucking buffalo wild wings or whatever it was, you know, chicken strips and they're sitting down and they're watching some fat guy making them laugh. They paid for that. And that was one of the most humblest, dope experience that I've ever come across because I'm actually doing it. And to the fans listening to this podcast, you know, if you see me not post or do an episode or whatnot, that's what I'm doing. And and I and I just can't believe that I'm actually doing it because I was so in denial with myself, like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do it. I just cannot I don't see myself doing that. But when you're actually doing it and you're actually achieving stuff that you daydream as you drive to work or you're driving home from work and but you're really just there it's it's such a dope experience you know i had this other old lady wanted to offer me to give me a blow job in the bathroom because i made her laugh so hard she told me i was having a bad day at work I came to the comedy club just to get a couple drinks and a couple laughs and you just made me laugh. And I can't get enough thanks for you doing that. So I want to give you a blowjob. I'm 63 years young and I want to suck your dick. I feel flattered, not because of her age and she's willing to slop spit on my dick is the whole fact that I made this lady's day. I really did. And that that's dope. That's dope. And a lot of people can't say that. A lot, a lot of people can't say that. And the one person that I thank the most for actually, you know, always inspiring me and always pushing me ahead is my brother, uh, Chester Franklin, from the Fork and Socket podcast. He tells me all the time, like, hey, man, I do this as a hobby. I can see you doing it as a career. I can see you on stage or at the Oracle Arena here in Oakland performing for thousands of people. And that really touched me because I don't have a lot of people you know, to talk to or, you know, I don't have a lot of people to express, you know, my dreams and hopes. And he understands because we have similar views on comedy. You know, his is probably darker than mine, but hey, the darker his comedy is, the more I laugh at it because it's great. So I just 
tell people all the time, I really, really do that. If you just want to do something, it doesn't fucking matter if you fail or if you succeed. Just never stop. You know, just because you have a full belly, that doesn't mean you're going to have a full belly forever. So always keep chasing whatever that makes you, you know, happy or whatever makes you fulfilled because the shit that I'm doing right now really makes me feel complete. And I come from a background of females betraying me and all types of people betraying me and just overlooking my kindness. And, you know, does it break me? No, it really doesn't. It makes me into a a better person. People always ask me, how did you knew you were a comic? How did you knew you were going to choose this type of lane or try to attempt this type of lane that you're chasing? Um, I didn't, you know, I've always been this class clown per se of always making people laugh without me even realizing, oh shit, I can do this as a job and get paid one day. You know, people have to, people had to actually tell me like, hey, we've been knew you were a comic. You just didn't know you were a comic. And I don't know, man. It's just so crazy how shit turns out and... I feel accomplished right now. I have an African-American girlfriend that has an amazing buttocks, booty, you know, and she lets me eat it all the time. And she loves my stand up. She comes to my show. She calls off from work, you know, just to come sit down and watch me laugh. And sometimes nobody laughs, but she will laugh because she shows support, you know, she stands up and be like, yes, that's my motherfucking man. Hell yeah, daddy, you know, and that makes me feel more, you know, sexually attracted to her because it actually makes my dick hard as um doing my you know my routine my my you know my jokes on stage you know I have to cross my legs like little girl because she's over here making my dick hard but I don't know but I just want to let everybody know that you know you know this episode was not about me telling jokes This episode was about me telling you about the jokes and my first comedy stand-ups that I've did so far. And I just hope this episode really helps somebody and, you know, inspires somebody. You know, I, I get lots of people that follow me on my Over the Fence podcast page on Instagram and they message me and... They tell me, oh, man, because of you, I started mine. Because of you, I listen. Because of you, I do this and do that. I- I'm nobody, man. I'm just a fat fuck from the Bay Area that's just trying to accomplish my dreams. But for those people 
that look up to me or look up to my podcast or if I make you laugh in in any single way, you know, I just want to say thank you. And I just hope everybody's being safe. I hope everybody's getting vaccinated or whatnot. But, you know, but yeah, that's all I got to say for this episode. And like I say in every single episode, make sure she sucks your dick first before you fuck because you deserve the full package. And we are out. Good things keep on coming